Sugar Honey Bubble Tea, a podcast where two sugar honey mommies talk about sex, love, and all the fuss. I am Ange from Vancouver, and I'm about to start a matchmaking business, but East Asian edition. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'm your other sugar honey mommy, Toby, and some of y'all have never translated government documents for your parents and his shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember those days? Oh. My mom always gave me like a really hard document. Yeah. Like something about tax return and I was yeah. like 12. Yeah. And I, I don't hold you at gunpoint. <laughs> hold me at gunpoint and be like, tell me what this is saying. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> something about tax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as you know, today we're going to talk about growing up in Asian household. Yeah. Growing up Canadian, Taiwanese. Counties, Canadian. Counties, Canadian. Same thing. Ca- yeah. Potato, potatoes. <laughs> Tomato, tomatoes. <laughs> Any, um, when did you move here? Well, when did you move here? Out of Asia or out of Taiwan? When I was 12, I think. Oh, okay. So I was like grade 7. I was like a young adult. Like young teen. teen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Young teen. And you just came... I guess you came here by yourself. You went to Edmonton, didn't you? Yeah, I was in like a boarding school, you guys. That was wild. Good times. <laughs> wild. Boarding yeah. school. Boarding I remember school was wild. I've always been in public schooling. Yeah, it, it was a Christian boarding school, you wow. guys. Wow. So, yeah, girl, did not eat ass. <laughs> not during that time. Not no. during that time. So strict, baby. So strict. <laughs> I mean, I still managed to... um. But <laughs> yeah, not and going back. back to yes. what we were talking about before. Um, I moved here when I was eight. Uh, my family immigrated here. Yeah. So what are I guess like what are what's your experiences growing up um, Asian in Canada? I guess or yeah. Canada? I um, when I first moved here, I was like grade three. Half, I think I did half of grade three in Taiwan, and then one day my parents just like packed some bags, and I had no idea what's going on. Yeah, and they just sent me on a plane, and it was like, did they tell you before? I don't remember they told me, but even if they did, it wasn't like. I think when you're a kid, you don't understand really what's going on. You're just mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm here, and I guess this is where I live now. Yeah, yeah, but even prior to actually moving. Yeah. Um, to North America, I had visited Canada a few times, mm-hmm. visited like Vancouver a few times as vacations or mm-hmm. holidays. And I guess for me, it was just like, oh, it's another holiday, but with mm. more suitcases. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then I just stayed. Oh, yeah, I kind of just stayed and I didn't really think about it much. And uh, I went to school uh, as a grade three. How how was, yeah, I'm curious because you were so young. Like, how was your schooling? School was shit. I was like, yeah, school was really bad. And it was like, I was bullied, but I was bullied by other Asian kids. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's... It's so, um, when you think like, oh, bully or racism in, in, uh, Canada, a lot of it are like Asian people are racist to our own people. Yeah. 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 So I was being bullied. Majority of the people that were bullying me were like Asian girls Mm -hmm. or like Taiwanese. Some, some, I think some, what girl is Taiwanese? Yeah. And she was, what's her name? I'm going to (laughs) go, I'm coming for you. (laughs) 
her full name. Yeah. Um, and she, I guess, um, I was being bullied because I didn't speak English. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, bitch, I just landed. <laughs> what do you want from me, girl? What do you want from- I was in ESL. I was, Aww. yeah. Um, so it wasn't a great experience and I don't like going to school. Um, I didn't like going to school. And then, uh, so growing up was pretty hard. I think at first I've always been like a shy kid. Did you have like any memories of like when you started to feel more at ease? Yeah. So there were these two girls, they were Cantonese and I remember them being like the popular girls in the class. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was like, if I want to get out of this like cycle of bullying yeah. and like ra- like racism, yeah. I don't know, just like, I guess racist your own race yeah, like, from these people, yeah. then I have to be close with these two girls. So I, every day I would go home and I watch some Cantonese shows and then I just picked up speaking Cantonese. Look at that little Aquarius brain. Mm-hmm. I was eight years old and I was like, I'm going to pick up how to speak this language. Yeah. And then I picked it up and then one day I went to school and I started speaking Cantonese to these two girls and they have adopted me as their own. Aww. Yeah, so then the other girls start bullying me. Yeah, and then I start bullying them instead. <laughs> Aquarius. <laughs> I'm like, petty as fuck. (laughs) No. So, yeah. um, And then I was, like, friends with them for, like, the rest of the... I think the rest of my elementary years. Yeah, and then I made some of my own friends after that. But then that's... I think that's how I... manifested my own uh, <laughs> journey <laughs> journey it was like a survival instinct almost yeah yeah so that's what i did damn you you i understand it's so like, there's like oh that was two Asian people. <laughs> yeah i i remember well i felt like something that's a little different is that i instead of like being sent to canada i chose to go like Oh, so you... So my parents did ask me for my consent. There's not much room to say no, but I didn't because they they have always known... Because my sister was was in Toronto at the time, I think. Did you have a choice of where you could go? Like, if it was not Vancouver? No, not really. They're like, bitch, you're going to Edmonton because you got to learn English. Oh, yeah. And And there wasn't even a choice. Like, you could go to the States or Canada or... Oh, there... So basically, I went to an international school in Taiwan for a year before I was about to move. And I was like, that kind of gave me like a little bit of like prep time yeah, to, yeah. you know. I think Asian parents are good at that. Yeah, they're, they're like, ease them in. They're so well planned. They're like, okay, we gotta ease them in, make them yeah. leave home. Little did they know, I never wanted to go. <laughs> I'm like, yes, freedom, bitches. <laughs> and, um,. Well, yeah, and then they picked Edmonton because it was either, like, this school in the state or, like, this... What, what state, though? Which state? Um, it was... I'm just curious. It's like it was Oklahoma. either, like, Georgia... Uh, what's that? Yes. <laughs> Damn, I'm having Atlanta. Oh, really? Yeah, my because of my family... My dad's brother, which is, yeah. And then... That he lives there. Okay. Yeah. Atlanta. Oh, my gosh. Imagine the life you would have been living in Atlanta now. I would have been the baby mommy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, also, like, this other music school in, like, 
the states, but okay. I forgot which state was in like Wyoming or something. It was something like really, Wyoming. really, really, really off. Like really, really off. That and is, then nobody ever choose yeah, to go to like, like because of the school. Not not saying that they're bad or anything. I've never yeah. been to Wyoming. It's just like not a first choice for a lot of Asians. Yeah, it's like for Asians, it's like New York or Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. But mostly. I was also like a child. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if we're talking America, it's like, oh, New York or Los Angeles, maybe Seattle, right? Yeah, that's true. Because, like, no Asians will be like, let's just go to, you know, the heat of racism. Texas! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> the heat. <laughs> yeah, and then it was also, they they thought about, like, um, the island here, like, Prince George Island. Oh, my uh, like, God. Like, that's, like, a full, like, party island. And then my mom is like, okay, that is... This fire festival. Yeah. She was like, okay, not, no, you're going to Edmonton, and you're going to suffer and learn English. <laughs> so off I go. But it, I felt like... I didn't get bullied, but I definitely felt like I didn't belong. Like, yeah, I was kind of like I really wanted to look for like Asian friends, but there was no Asian people. Yeah, like I was probably the only Asian kid in class. How did that feel? Because do you feel like you have to fit in? Yeah, it was like half pol half Polish and half <laughs> Canadian, and I was just there. And you. <laughs> yeah, and me. And I was so, like, so confused. I, so you're like, either I hang with the Polish people and yeah, so I hung out with Polish white kids. Were they Polish or were they? Canadian? They were Canadian. Okay, so you chose the Canadian. Yeah, and they were really nice because I I think they're kind of like okay, yeah, like we'll we'll, we'll hang out with this Asian you. kid. Yeah, yeah, and then good on them because like yeah. Asian people were bullying me, and then you. But I don't Canadian feel like I didn't really wanted to hang out with them, like, cause I felt like I didn't know what they were talking about, and like my English wasn't that great. So yeah. at that point, I just felt like I had to find some sort of friend group, otherwise I'll just be even more alone. Yeah, because yeah. you're kind of like an outcast. Yeah, cause I did feel like I had a bit of.、Um, Growing up, when I was really young, maybe not, but I just felt like, why wouldn't Asian people accept me when、yeah. I'm in Canada? Yeah, like why thought we're all we're all suffering through the same struggle? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't really think about that when I just thought, oh, they just didn't like me because I didn't speak English, so I just need to learn how to speak English. So I tried hard to fit in because I thought that was the only way. To、yeah. make everything better, so I just tried hard to fit. Yeah, but little do they know, I learned Cantonese before I learned English. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was、so、like,、odd. yeah, it's really weird because I never felt like I was truly at ease until like maybe like university or high school. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think every I go through so many different stages. Yeah. And then gradually you have like at first I will. Try to be like that word whitewash. Like yeah, I would、yeah. try to be more whitewash because I'm like I'm in Canada. I need to speak without an accent. Yeah, because accent is was a thing that people like. You get looked down. Yeah, if you have an accent. But now accents are so hot.、It's、But like, then it's also like, bro, if you're like. Why or whatever? If you if English is your first language and、yeah. you try to learn, I don't know Mandarin, you will have a fucking accent. And, and why、yeah. is this? Why is that normal? And why is speaking English with an Asian accent not normal? It's like double、right? standard. Yeah, because if if you have an appearance of like a foreigner, yeah, and you go to Asia. 
Uh, if you go to China and you speak Chinese, yeah. people are like, "Wow, they're like, oh, so cute." Yeah, your Chinese is so good. They apply you. Yeah. They like they appreciate you. Yeah. They never. They don't say you have an accent. Yeah. Yes, of course they're trying. So stupid yeah. in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. I promise I'll stop that. But when I was, but when I come. Uh, come to Canada. Yeah, people say, "Oh, you have an accent," and so I took that as in, like that's a negative thing. Yeah. So I tried to not have an accent. Yeah. And uh, I just try to hang out with people that speak English. And more. then people ask you, "Wow, your English is so good for an Asian person," and you're like, mm, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, and so I try to fit in. I try to fit into like the white culture. Um, and then not until I guess older, even even up until now, like not mm-hmm. until like really when I was like after university, that I feel like having an accent or having this culture is more interesting than mm-hmm. adapting a culture that is not entirely yeah. yours. Yeah. Yeah. So for like you know, back when I was younger, I felt like culture wasn't really being appreciated. But now mm-hmm. it's like everything is culture. Everything's fusion. Like if yeah. you have culture, you're special. You're unique. Yeah. Yeah. If you eat fish and chips growing up, and that's all you know, yeah, and you have no other culture, yeah, like I, mean, I guess that's your culture too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's different. I think it's different when you're like when you're younger versus now because I didn't really know who I was, and now I I know who I am, and I'm. I am confident being yeah. who I am, so I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I like this is me. Like, this is I am. Like, this basically like now I feel like I have the best of both worlds, and yeah. I am so happy because it wouldn't like I wouldn't be who I am without those experiences. Yeah, like I had this yeah. identity crisis where yeah, if I were to go back to Taiwan for a summer holiday because yeah. my family's there, um, I don't really feel like I'm Taiwanese entirely because yeah. people will treat you differently. They will categorize you. Oh, yeah. she's back from the States. That's what Canada doesn't from... exist in there. Yeah, Canada is <laughs> always the States. It would be like a relative that's like, oh, do you like um, America better or Taiwan? I'm like, I Canada. like Canada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you live in Toronto? How's America? Yeah. <laughs> like, bro? Bitch, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, because for like some of the uh, relatives don't understand there's a difference between America yeah. and Canada. Yeah, yeah. So they're always like, "Well, you know, I'm like, you're so Americanized or whatever." And I'm like, "My God, well, I've never actually been <laughs> there." Or yeah, so I had I had this almost like an identity crisis where it's like if I go to Taiwan, I don't feel like I'm a hundred percent Taiwanese, but if I'm in Canada, I also don't feel a hundred percent Canadian. Yeah. So I'm in this like. I'm like a hybrid.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in this like in between world where I have to find, and I know our generation. A lot of people are like this.、Mm-hmm. Are, like、mm-hmm. we are kind of like being raised by two culture、mm-hmm. and being raised like with one culture at home and one culture at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And、For、you、sure. have the education of like being disciplined and、yes. that Taiwanese strict education. Yeah. But then you have schooling, which is like. You don't have to go to college. Take yeah, your yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, exactly. Yeah, leave your parents hold you at gunpoint. What do you mean by you? <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't、yeah. even a a question 
Ah, no, so no. You can't even consider it. There wasn't no option yeah. available. <laughs> yeah, like I remember watching TV, like, I don't know, like, uh, like sitcoms or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, you know how my parents are so like, they'll be like nervous and they go up to their their son's room and be like, honey, have you considered college? And I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> like, I thought that was government. <laughs> I thought that was, uh, I thought that was like mandatory education. Yeah, is there a law about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, have you considered college? And I was like, I have never been asked that. Yeah, what, like, what are some, because I guess, like, your parents also, like, what are some expectations that your parents have? Expectations, you have to have a university degree, like, post-grad degree. Right. Whatever it is, my my family is pretty open about what I study. Yeah. I was in fashion. Um, But they, like, really wanted me to go into, like, hospitality, like, hotel management and things like that. Oh, damn, really? Yeah. But yeah, look at it now. COVID. <laughs> I wow. Been my that was a, that's an interesting career choice though, because usually it's like doctor, lawyer, and yeah, something else. Yeah, yeah. doctor, lawyer. Uh, what else is up there? Pharmacist. <laughs> oh, pharmacist. Mm-hmm. Pharmacist is like you get a pharmacy degree. They make good and money. they're like, so when are you gonna become a doctor? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's overrated. <laughs> yeah. Um, lawyer, I don't think I could ever be a doctor. But you come from a family of doctors. Yeah, my dad's family's. Have, yeah. Like my well, my sister's a doctor, so I was like, Oof, <laughs> like, I'm free now. Way off my shoulder. Yeah, but my parents were never like um in that in that sense. I guess I was quite lucky. Like my parents never had that Asian um stereotypical like you yeah. have to be a doctor. It's always like do what you're happy and. They didn't really ask for like school. They I remember they asked me to learn skills. Oh yeah. So they're like, you will never die out of <laughs> hunger. Because <laughs> I eat a lot. And <laughs> but I remember my parents are like, it doesn't it doesn't matter if you go to school or not, but yeah. you gotta learn some kind of skill set. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause I remember I was telling my parents, but I think they always knew mm-hmm. in the back of their head that I was never going to be like a doc- I was always going to be in a creative field. Mm-hmm. Since I was eight, I was always sketching. I was yeah. always like talking about wanting to be a fashion designer. Yeah. And so when it comes to time of, to apply for college, I my choice was already so obvious that mm-hmm. I wanted to go into um, um, clothing or yeah. apparel industry. And the choice was like, do I go to, you know, New York, Parsons, yeah. FIT, or do I yeah. stay in Vancouver? Yeah. And my mom was like, because I was like 18, and I just looked like someone that would party a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I, I was totally was. Back alley, like. no (laughs) yeah and so my mom was like no you stay here like stay close to us yeah so i and she thought that would stop you (laughs) (laughs) yeah see covid didn't even stop me going from going to new york yeah Uh, so i was like okay fine like i'll stay here um but yeah if i think back on it if i had like started my college in new york I would be so different, I think. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I don't true. know. Yeah, I don't know if I will have the same mindset I have now. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. And so my parents are always kind of like quite open 
yeah. to my choices. Do you find that you have, like, how are they with different beliefs and values? Because I feel like from yeah. what I run into, there's been a period of time where, like, I can feel like in some certain areas. My values and my parents are so different, and for a period of time, they're like, "Okay, like, what's going on? Like, is it like we're because we're not in your life, and you、oh. know, you've gone astray?" But I think after I've grown up, and like the talks we have are so different now, and they're like, "Okay, this is like how you grew up, so." This is、they're、the、accepting. way you look at the world. Like your worldview、yeah. is totally different, and they're fine with that. Like how how is that navigating that difference in I worldview? Think, I think I've always had a struggle with my dad because my father was never、uh, he never really lived in Canada,、yeah. so it was always like a lot of Taiwanese families like this. Yeah,、like、the mom yeah. will take the kids and then they'll、yeah. immigrate to a, a, a North American city. And、mm-hmm. the dad will work in Taiwan、mm-hmm. and provide,、mm-hmm. um, and like financially provide for the family. That's a,、uh, that's in North America. So that's my situation, and I don't. So my dad had a, has a very strict, and he is like a strict,、um, and like very traditional Taiwanese thinking kind of person. Yeah. So I had such a hard time. Because I was a very rebellious kid growing up, and he just—I think we clash a lot. We weren't really,、um, yeah, we weren't really close. I would say in the sense of like understanding each other,、mm-hmm. because I would think, "Oh, you're so traditional. You don't understand what I'm thinking." And then、mm-hmm. now, and, and then he would think that I'm just rebellious and、yeah. not listening to him and not being、yeah. a good daughter. Yeah. So that was really tough. But then now, now that I'm at this point, I feel like I am much closer with my. Parents、mm-hmm. than I have ever been, because I think they I think they also have to come to a point of like exceptions. Did you do you feel like they you've like what are some things that you did to like make that easier like to navigate? <laughs> oh my god, when I was college and I yeah I have my first white boyfriend. Oh my god, my mom saw my my mom's like met my first white boyfriend. And oh, then, bless her! Oh, it was like it's a shock to an Asian parent. Yeah. Um, because she would think that that's not one of our own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> she, they think really far. Like she's like, so she sat me down one time and she's、oh、like, yeah, she's like, you shouldn't date a white person because they have different values than us. Or, and、uh, what if like, you know, what what if I'm trying to communicate with them and I can't. That's always their point. I'm like, you don't have to speak. <laughs> It's fine, mom. Not you. You're not dating the person. <laughs> yeah. So I think that was like a culture shock for my, for my mom. My dad. I don't think he ever knew I dated a white person. <laughs> yeah.、Um, but I think my mom was the one that like. Had more. She she was more open minded because、yeah. she had to go through all this stuff because she <laughs> was here. So she had to see me go through all these things、mm-hmm. and make all these mistakes, and then realizing, you know what, I gotta live my own life. <laughs> yeah, she's like, fuck this bullshit. But yeah, like your mom's like that. Yeah, I think my mom was one of those like Asian helicopter parents because she wasn't like I moved out when I was so young that she was so scared that like. That if something's gonna yeah. go wrong, yeah, she's、yeah. always like, because I'm not there physically, I have to 
overcompensate and be really strict and watch over you. Like every step you take, I'm watching you. <laughs> but I think not until recently, I feel like I am more like okay, this is this is who I am, and this is the these are the things I believe in. And yeah, and you had a really good talk with your parents. Yeah, I always like re- like I always tell them about like um, things that are very new to them, like same sex marriage. Sexuality, right, right. Um, like oh, gender. My dad, my dad would not fuck with that. Yeah, I talked to my parents about that. I educated them about gay sex, and <laughs> you, yeah, you educated your parents. About yeah, gay I'm sex? like you guys. Like I know people in Taiwan. Like they always think, okay, gay sex, okay, okay, sex like AIDS, like you know, like STDs. I'm like, no, right. straight sex. Also AIDS, also STD. <laughs> it's protection. Yeah, and I yeah. told them a lot about like you know like gender. Like, Mom, this is what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> like gender on the spectrum, and yeah, you know like they have been. I'm lucky because they have been really open, and I think part of it is that you know my parents are like, okay, she she turned out okay, and yeah, you know it's like this is who she is. Mm-hmm. Some things are harder than others, but I think having like these kind of. Kind of awkward conversations are beneficial. Yeah, totally. Because I think my uh, my mom now is just very open to many things. Yeah. yeah. She's just like, I don't care as long as you're safe. Yes. Yeah. They know that it's because like basically what my parents told me recently. My mom was like, okay, I I know that you are your own entity now. Right. And you, yeah. Nothing that we say or do will affect you. And I know young people like to have fun, so just, just watch out for yourself. And I'm like, yeah. mom, <laughs> mom, I will. Thank <laughs> you for your permission. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think they are also living. They're also learning a new culture through us. Yes. Yeah, and for and when I look like look at that and. Think about how I will if I eventually have kids, mm-hmm. um, and think about how I will raise my kid. Because basically, if you look at it, I'm a subculture of Taiwanese culture and Canadian culture. Yeah. So my kid will be a subculture of Canadian culture and Taiwanese culture, and I don't know, say whatever. The yeah, say my partner, partner. is uh, also Canadian yeah. and half. Uh, I don't know Filipino yeah. for example yeah yeah so then that'll be like half mm. yeah half of they'll have there'll be a subculture of Canadian Taiwanese and Filipino cultures yeah yeah so I think this generation a lot of us are like this like when I was growing up it was immigration was like a new thing mm-hmm. or like a more popular thing mm-hmm. yeah so a lot of the kids in the generation this generation and the kids that I'll have. Mm-hmm. Will all be like a subculture, a mixing, melting pot of culture. Yeah, yeah. which is pretty cool and beautiful. Yeah, because the question I always get is like, will you beat your kids? Because I was beat when I was a kid. Oh man, <laughs> no, way past that. Yeah, but then I'm yeah. like, mm, will I beat my kids? Probably not. <laughs> I think because of our experiences and you know the way that we're taught, I think we will take. We'll just have our own approach when it comes to education. Yeah, because yeah. I basically will not be like no, no, no to like I won't protect them. Yeah, I will just let them do what they want, but yeah. also teach them on how. To, like I won't be like you have to be home before twelve. I'll be like 
This is how you protect yourself. Yes. Because you can't always stop. You can't calculate. You can't stop things、mm-hmm. from happening. But you can teach them how to. Yeah. Ways to protect themselves. Yeah, I think to give them. You know what? And it for me, it's like I don't really know how to teach raise a kid because I've never raised a kid. <laughs> but if I were to say now that if I have a kid,、uh, I will give them the foundation of how to respect yourself, respect others,、mm-hmm. and your environment, and how to be safe.、Mm-hmm. But not give them specific rules that they must.、Yeah. Follow unless they're very young,、mm-hmm. and they, you know, obviously won't understand when you give them reasoning. Yeah.、Um, then you, then I will have very strict, specific rules. But、yeah. when they're older, it's more like you know, you make your own.、Uh, yeah. You make your own decisions because you are, you know, your own person. Person,、mm-hmm. and、um, as long as you know in the back of your head、mm-hmm. that these are the rules, these are like the foundation of how to keep yourself safe and respect、yeah. yourself and others. Yeah. Yeah, it's like should I go on this three a.m. booty call to, with a man that I've never met? Is that respecting yourself?、Is、you, mom, but you did. You don't did that. <laughs> no, my kid will never listen to this podcast. As long as you don't hurt, I feel like as as long as you don't hurt yourself or anyone else, and don't be a bad person, and I'm okay with a lot of things. That's my biggest fear. My、yeah. kid growing up and hurting someone else. That's yeah. That's、right? actually my fear. Yeah. Yeah. Or like growing up and like being a bad person, disrespecting other people, yeah,、I'll, or hurting themselves. I'll beat your ass. <laughs> my boxing gloves hurt. <laughs> yeah, I'll totally smoke weed with my kid. Yeah, yeah, that's I'll totally fine. Smoke weed with that's my kid. fine. And if my kid is like, "Mom, kids in school are doing acid. Should I do acid?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, do acid with me." <laughs> yeah, like, let's let's find Tulum and do ayahuasca. Let's drop acids <laughs> together. Yeah. What are and I guess a good um a good difference is that dating dating in oh man Asian <laughs> navigating your dating life with all your relatives. See,、yeah. my parents are always like, you're not allowed to have a boyfriend until you are in university. Oh and yeah, then, me too. And then I was in university, and I had like a white boyfriend, and my mom was like, "No, no, 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 that's not what I mean." <laughs> backtrack, backtrack. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. But then, like, yeah, like they, they always give you these rules, but it's not like that's ever, yeah, stop anyone. But the thing is, like, my mom was like, "Oh, it's about communication." And then,、mm-hmm. but I've always dated, and then even if I date Asian people, but they don't speak Mandarin. Yeah. Then that's okay. So I'm like, <laughs> hmm. Don't add up. I don't date a lot of Taiwanese men.、Mm, I've never dated. Yeah, rarely, very rarely. Yeah. Yeah. But for them, it's like I don't know what it is. I think it's like cultural differences that, which I kind of understand now. Yeah, I guess they're just. I I think I actually appreciate that part when now it's like, because you're also a person of color that I know that you will understand what it's like growing up in a different country and feel、mm-hmm. that um that like different identity kind of thing.、Yeah. And I fear that if that person is not POC, they will never understand how I feel. Yeah, it's harder. There's much bigger learning. Curves, I guess.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 True. So, your parents ever 
be like, oh, you have to get married by this time, or mm. date only Asians. No, they. I think they. What they're telling me now is that don't get married if it's a, it's a like don't get married for the sake of feeling the pressure to settle down. Yeah, because they're like, I would rather you be alone and live your best life yeah. than to ever True. settle in a marriage that doesn't mm-hmm. suit you. Mm-hmm. That's my like, grandma my grandma is the opposite of that my grandma is like like where are my grandkids yeah where are my grandkids yeah cause she'd be I, she'd be like well my sister's engaged yeah so she's getting married so I'm like weight off my shoulder for like I don't know one year <laughs> gotta push your push your brother yeah and my, my grandma just wants everyone to get married yeah what is it with like Asian culture and marriage that they feel like a woman must be married to be complete yeah it's that weird mindset and also that uh there's a term in Taiwanese like in Mandarin Mm -hmm. that's called yeah literally translates to leftover woman so crazy it's crazy and it's a it's a term being used so common yeah Yeah, it's basically saying that if you pass a certain age and Maybe 30 is not the gates now. Maybe yeah. like a little older, yeah. like if you're like 30. It used to be 40. like 30. It used to be 30. Yeah. Like if you are 30 and above and you have not been married, mm-hmm. or, well, you're, if you're not married, then yeah. you consider like a leftover woman. Yeah. And it's harder for you to date, it's harder for yeah. you to find anyone. Yeah. Uh, that will want to be with you, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how they use that as like a definition of your like achievements yeah or like if if you're not married by this age mm, there's something wrong with you yeah there's something wrong with you yeah but then why isn't there some there's something wrong with men yeah it's double standard yeah it's so double standard yeah but the val and they think that the value of men increases um as they get older yeah the value of women decreases which biology bullshit you guys Mm. I, my value has been increasing day by day, like a very nice age wine. Yeah. <laughs> my skill set's been like through the roof, you guys. Like, yeah, because I think um, being an Asian woman in Asia, like, say, if I have never immigrated and I've always been in Asia, I might think that way. Yeah. Because that's the way that I'm being raised. Yeah. So I might have those thinking where I feel I have self doubt. Yeah. Self worth issues yeah thinking that why doesn't anyone want me why yeah. am i a leftover woman yeah <laughs> yeah like do you still get like i mean because whenever i'm visiting taiwan i still get those questions from my dad's patient like people who don't even know me they're like yeah. are you married i'm like sorry but i'm 22 <laughs> like two years ago i'm like i'm 22 yeah 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 i'm I'm 27, so people are like... Oh, yeah, they're, like, literally on your back. Yeah, and there's no there's no personal boundaries. Oh, no, like, it don't exist. It doesn't exist. Yeah. It's, it, it, like, the nonstop questioning from, like, I don't know, like, a great aunt who I, like, don't even know well. <laughs> and, like, she maybe showered me once when I was three years old. And she she'll keep talking about it. <laughs> she will be wiping my ass in my adult life right now because there's no personal boundaries. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's like it's a conceptual thing. thing. Like it's it not real. Exist. Yeah, they'll be like, 
they'll be like, why aren't you married? Like, why have you gained weight? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't <laughs> even get me started. They're like, oh, you look like you gained some weight. I'm like, yeah, you've been looking like this since like 20 years ago. <laughs> I actually lost weight. <laughs> so many times I, I've talked to, uh, to talked about this with my my parents, like my mom says okay, so many times. I'm like, mom, do not comment on people's appearance. Yeah. Because they think if I tell you, you've lost weight, that's a compliment. And I'm like, no, because some people might have depression. They might be struggling with eating disorder. You yeah. telling them that they lost weight isn't going to help them. Yeah. So don't comment on people's body and what they look like, yeah. essentially. Because you don't know what they're going through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but Asian people are so... Well, Taiwanese people. Yeah. Some Chinese people, especially relatives, yeah. one generation, they're Oof. so good at complimenting people's <laughs> you know, rounded, more rounded oh, yeah. body type. <laughs> I've been, I have been personally victimized. <laughs> yeah, it's always like, you look like you gained some weight. Yeah. Or you look like you lost some weight. None of your fucking business. Yeah, bitch. I've been eating good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like definitely a culture shock. And that's why I don't feel 100% Taiwanese when I'm back to. Because mm-hmm. I don't... That's not part of the culture here. Yeah. I don't... I don't remember ever like, you know, talking about other people's weight in that sense. Because you just don't see... Like, there's just not something that occurs to you yeah 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 exactly yeah it doesn't occur to you it doesn't occur to me to have to say something like that Mm -hmm. yeah but definitely i find that it's been really helpful when when i'm in taiwan like i know it's like it's different like their values but whenever that people say something like that i always tell them i always yeah i do i don't know what to say because i'm done with like that bullshit because growing up like that has given me so many body insecurities body that I realized it's all because the way that other people were commenting on yeah. my body and yeah I tell them because people some there's a period of time when I went through like I was um wearing a lot of like loose fitted clothes because you know I was into oversized things right right and then whenever I'm back home people I was like why do you dress like a boy <sighs> yeah and like there's been several times when my mom got like hold me back because I'm like okay I'm about to start a fight with this woman that I've only seen twice bitch because I've been eating pussy what do you want <laughs> yeah literally because if you just say something super outrageous yeah shut the fuck they're up. gonna be like <gasps> no that's a day. so how's uh, how's America <laughs> yeah there's been so many times when I literally had to or like they will comment like on my sister and I literally had to stood up and be like do you have a problem with other people's sexuality yeah and then my dad's like oof that's my patient (laughs) (laughs) and then it's just me like going all over the place but I just felt like well even if you don't don't understand at least I gotta stand up for what I believe in for myself or for people that I love yeah yeah I just like sometimes when people I just make a joke and I laugh it off yeah and then I just want because I don't know to me I feel like if they're so old already they yeah. I don't know if they'll ever change their ways I don't want them to change I want them to be aware that oh. it's not okay because oh. then a lot of times I get like oh your thinking is so Americanized you know <laughs> don't go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> I respect, like, I always tell my parents, I'm like, I respect you and the way that you 
were like you were brought up basically in yeah. this culture and like I'm like it's only gratitude that you are you've meet me halfway and accept the way that yeah. I am now mm-hmm. so I don't want you to change but I just want mm-hmm. you to know that yeah this is a thing sometimes it feels like explaining to another person about racism who doesn't oh my God. yeah it's like that it's yeah. like that where it's like I so deep rooted yeah so deep rooted or do I even want to waste my time like bitch pay me then I'll tell you about body image Mm, true (laughs) I see what you're saying yeah it's like oh should I even spend my time damn come like talking about this and having them like understand but then I know it's a good fight yeah I've been fighting for free (laughs) (laughs) you're fighting for free get them to PayPal you oh you're great on get them to PayPal you PayPal me yeah like do you ever feel like um do you ever feel like your parents because you said that your parents just feel like you can you know date and be you know be who you are Mm -hmm. um but also because is it because you're 24 because when at my age Mm. i get that i get that feeling like you should start looking for a life partner Mm. you should start like looking for someone like stop playing around like you know what i mean like stop dating around for no reason oh that's what my dad told me yeah and i'm like wow i haven't had enough fun (laughs) and then they're like "Ooh, how do i stop this crazy bitch right now because my my biggest not biggest fear but it's just like a, a, a annoyance is that i know when i my sister gets married in like about a year mm-hmm. i will be at her wedding and then every single relative will come up to me and say so when when are you getting married when is your time like yeah. you're next they'll be like you're next yeah i'll set up a little booth and they can come to me i'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll answer their questions take it off of your plate i'll be like do you have any eligible bachelor that i can meet and yeah. ruin their life yeah because um my grandma does this thing it's almost like indian matchmaking but like east asian grandma edition they ask like oh the the neighbor's daughter the The son yeah neighbor's son he runs the shop and you know he's very handsome oh my god straight up one time my grandma was like my grandma went to a nail salon and she was just getting her nails done and it's not like one of those like fancy like you know yeah like instagram nail salon it's like old school yeah yeah the OG OG nail salon and it's usually run by uh uh i think like vietnamese wives that get married to taiwanese men yeah and they move to taiwan it's like one of those like male wife i -hmm. think like old school stuff really old school stuff yeah um and my grandma went to like a nail salon and this other i don't know some other grandma beside her was getting her nails done and then they just started chatting i wasn't there she told me the story and then the grandma was like oh my grandson he like you know does this does that they start sharing photos on their phone they're like oh like and so i guess my grandma showed my photo to the other grandma and the other grandma showed a photo of his grandson to my grandma and they're like match me in heaven let's get oh my god yeah and then so um one day and i was on like a summer vacation yeah in taiwan and then one day i was just minding my own business just at home and my grandma came up to me and it's like hey you're going to starbucks tomorrow at 12 p.m oh my and i was like what the what the fuck why 
why am I going to Starbucks like tomorrow at 12? And I thought I was meeting like my grandpa or something because he always meets me yeah. at a certain spot yeah. Starbucks. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And then I found out later on, like I didn't go to the, the meeting. But, but she didn't on, tell you why you're going? No, she was just like, you're going to Starbucks tomorrow at 12. She was trying to bait me. <laughs> she was Damn, trying grandma. to bait me. And then I dug more and I realized she, was, she set up like a matchmaking meeting um, with this oh. other grandma's grandson of this stranger because she started talking about my grandma started talking about cars and I was like grandma yeah, you know nothing about cars why are you talking about cars she's like import cars and I was like grandma why <laughs> you don't even know how to drive and she's like well you know there's this really nice boy who imports cars and I was like is he cute though I've never seen a photo Damn. I don't know could have sucked a dick because <laughs> <laughs> I did it yeah, so she was trying to bait me, and I was like, whew. Oh, thank wow. God. Pa- grandparents really do be like that. Yeah, it's it's a norm. My grandma's always trying to set me up with someone. I don't know, some import, car importer. You can give her my photos. <laughs> Tell her to watch out for me. She will, she will. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, how do you, like, do you, because we've been talking about so much about, like, you know, navigating two cultures. Yeah. How are, how are we as Asian Canadians navigate and have the best of both worlds? What do you think? Hmm. I mean, there is no right or wrong answer. It's pretty much about how you, as an individual, navigate the world, but... I find that having these conversations really helpful. Me, just me, like addressing, even if it's like my parents, my friends, or my siblings, like it's just to be very vocal about what you think. Cause I used mm-hmm. to think, like, okay, I gotta be this person when I'm talking to my parents or when I'm at home, when I'm in Asia, and I gotta be this person when I'm in Canada. And now I'm just yeah. like, fuck it, I'm just me, like. Mm-hmm. It's this is who I am and who are you to tell me that I can't be like this when this is my most comfortable mm-hmm. st- like state of being my skin suit essentially yeah. yeah everywhere you go every step you take you are who you are <laughs> you are who you are I'm also being watched yeah, yeah. also Dude. I really need to pee so can we pause for a second <laughs> I'm back guys uh, I have a bladder of a hard boiled egg <laughs> she really do I'm gonna start charging you for the amount of toilet paper you use in my house <laughs> there's something about your place that's <laughs> as a curse like it makes me want to consume a lot of water <laughs> Well hydrated. Yeah. yeah. A hydrated, super hydrated all the time. Hydrated baby. Yeah. Think, yeah. Anyways, where are we at? <laughs> so we're talking about how to navigate um the best of both worlds as Taiwanese Canadian. Oh right, right. Ah okay. So you were saying that you sh- think you should just be who you are no matter what yeah. country you're in. Yeah, cut sure. yeah, I think communication mm-hmm. is key. And mm-hmm. yeah, to really um, own up to who you are, because I think that's the beauty of of this. Like mm-hmm. you having not having to, you know, be this person when you're at home and be, be this person when you're with your friends. Yeah, you're just who you are. Yeah, wherever you go. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I think also like just owning up to it. Um, I feel like it's still a work in pro- progress because. For me, 
starting this podcast really is part of the the mm-hmm. like a, a step into like really recognizing our roots and yeah. our culture um and knowing that you know we are different from people who mm-hmm. who are born or raised in Canada by yeah. uh, you know who are raised in a white yeah. household or you know any any race really mm-hmm. like if you're raised in an Indian household yeah you know we're all different um and so it's like I feel like I'm still navigating this mm-hmm. and but the moment that I have realized what like who I truly am and being um being a subculture of like this both world has made me more vocal and made me want to be more um more true to myself yeah in the way that I present yeah yeah and to amplify our Asian amplify Asian women voices voices. yeah and also I think which is kind of which is kind of interesting and like at a good timing is that right now is also the time that a lot of people are actually appreciating mm-hmm. the culture, Asian culture, yeah. or appreciating culture in general, mm-hmm. like I was talking about earlier. So this is like a time for me to really feel like I am different, but I'm very comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, to be comf- confident in your own skin too. Yeah. And, and just own up the narrative. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I just like to own up the narrative and be who I am. Yeah, there is actually this um, a British, Korean British artist and model. His name is Sang Woo Kim. Mm. And then I remember when I was in university, I saw one of his um, painting, like this series that called I Was Blind When I Was Younger. And it's oh. basically about his um, narrative growing up as a Korean in London, in UK. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all like bleached. Like it was like layers of paint and then pretty much symbolized like how he was trying to like bleach down his identity oh. and then like it was very beautiful and then at that moment I was yeah I was so touched I looked at it and I cried and I was like this is who I am I have the best of both worlds but yeah yeah I'll share I'll find it and share that yeah we, we do really have the best of both worlds yeah I will throw your phone out of the window if it keeps buzzing <laughs> but then, I'm so sorry <laughs> silence our phone silence so, what's giving you life? Ooh, honey, yes. the only club I've been going is Rice Cycle Club. <laughs> Bike A and Rice Cycle Club has been giving me life. Yep. That's the only thing I've been riding recently because it do be like that, but it is, it is great. Yeah, yeah. Rice Cycle Club really is the next best thing to a real club. Yeah. If, you, if anyone out there is craving to go to a club. Oh, yeah. I recommend. Because when you're on that bike and you're, like, body rolling to, yeah. I don't know, hip-hop, it's the same. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the, the same. same. Minus the creepy guy that, like, creeps up on you and trying to grind with you. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, social distancing. Yeah, I find that, like, when I'm... Now, before I'm, like, going to ride, I always do this thing when I'm, like, okay, today, like... Okay, I'm going to start sounding very culty. But <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, um, I go like, okay, today, like, what is my intention? Like, yeah. what I, what am I riding towards? Yeah. Or like, so, what's something that I need to let go in this ride? And then, you know, that's just like the way I cope. Yeah. 
Therapy is too expensive. Yeah, therapy is too expensive. Just spend $30 to go to Rice Cycle Club and cry your eyes out at the end of the ride. I do feel sometimes, I I don't know if it's really the ride. I think it's more about like sweating and Mm -hmm. pushing yourself to that end and mm-hmm. uh, line yeah. to that finish line that feeling of like I am pushing my body to an ultimate like uh, mm-hmm. um, it's like extent yeah. and beyond and that feeling of like loving your whole body and like, yeah. appreciating your whole body that makes me feel really great yeah. and I also just love cardio and uh, in general yeah. because I just feel like I'm gonna die and then by the end last song I'm like I have rebirth I have a, I am a new woman yeah yeah, yeah. I highly recommend feels great to sweat yeah what's giving you life oh Café Dion the best she is now en français she's a new woman I was like uh, so into ice lattes when I was on in New York. Yeah, uh, I was drinking ice latte from like a uh, blue bottle. Oh, that's <laughs> They have great pastries. So, oh, I've never had their pastry. Oh, baby. Because <laughs> oh. they're. Uh, I was just like so into their ice lattes, mm-hmm. and I had to have one every morning. Is uh, you Beyonce or what? <laughs> It's so expensive. I know, but I cannot great. cannot afford it to have that every day because it's like, what, like eight dollars. Yeah, I $8 love $8. overpriced coffee though. I makes know, me like, feel like a star. <laughs> yeah, like since pandemic, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I used to like have yeah have coffee yeah like I don't know every day, but it would be like almost like a treat, and mm-hmm. they'd be like complaining how expensive it is. Yeah, but now I'm just like, take my fucking money. I want artisanal coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Give me coffee. So I had really good coffee. So coming back, I was like, oh, no, I need to I need to just make my own coffee. Like, I really... Mm-hmm. So I got an espresso machine. All in all, this is what's giving me life. I yeah. got a nice espresso machine. I got a great deal on it. And I've just been making ice lattes every morning. Oh, and it's fucking amazing. I'll go to... I'll pay a visit to Café Deange. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Bonjour. Bonjour. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. Yeah. And I think lately I'm just being quite active because mm-hmm. coming out the quarantine, I was like, I need to see people. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see what's going on in the world. <laughs> so, yeah, so I was like, I'm just seeing a lot of my friends now and enjoying the last bit of summer with like outdoor activities. I'm going rock climbing outdoors. You guys, she's, <laughs> bless her, she's never been rock climbing <laughs> indoor. I've never been rock climbing. I think anywhere. you'll enjoy it though. It's quite fun. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'm a, like, unless you have a height thing. Oh no, I'm, I don't have a, a okay. height issue. I have a height issue. In this. You have a height issue in men. Yes. <laughs> that too, honey. All right. So you guys don't forget to follow us on Instagram. We post contents at Sugar Honey BBT. Every week we'll do several series and share things that you will love to know. You love to, y'all love to see it. Yeah. Should we, uh, I realize we should promote our own platforms too. Where can my, our listeners find you, Toby? Oh, uh, <laughs> at Sensitive Bow. Yeah, at Sensitive Bow. And I'm at uh, BBT Mommy. Yeah. So that's where you can find me. 
And if you guys enjoy our podcast, please like, subscribe, uh, take a screenshot. Oh my yeah, God. post a post tag us. Post it on Instagram. Post on Facebook. Post or whatever you want. Or yeah, yeah. Or like share our link uh, and just tag us. Yeah, we might、Maybe. do a giveaway. You know? Are we? Yeah, we are. Okay, now we are because we've said it. My printed new four by six, unframed, <laughs> fans only, fans only. Bye bye.